Hello, everybody. Evan Nathaniel Grimm here. Welcome to the latest episode of my podcast. This week, we are talking about the fall equinox, and this begins a six-month unraveling of the Pluto and Capricorn era. Stay tuned. Hey, hope your Mercury retrograde is going okay. Uh, there are actually six planets in retrograde right now, so I imagine for many of you it feels like a sort of confusing combination of a slowdown mixed in with some irritation. That's because of Mars Gemini. So again, this is a bit of a contradictory time period in which you're getting bursts of energy and then no energy at all. In fact, it might even feel like there's a drain on your energy to the point of just, you know, un- ending nostalgia that's also because this weekend we had a sun neptune opposition so many of you probably traveled somewhere close to the water uh, or you found yourself escaping in an old song or album you hadn't listened to in years uh, in my case that happened started listening to a bunch of like emo pop punk music that i hadn't even remembered since like 2007 and uh, it was it was interesting, but I think that uh, you know this can be a good time for creators for reflecting, going inward. Um, however, don't be surprised if you're finding yourself um, stagnating a little bit in some of your projects, um, especially new projects that you're trying to start from the ground up. Um, but anyway, so uh, as I said in the beginning, we actually do have a major turning point in the astrological year. So the astrological new year actually begins on the spring equinox in March. And so whenever we have the fall equinox, that's really the halfway point of the astrological year. And that's coming up uh, this, this coming weekend. And when I think about the equinox, the chart of that equinox, that chart really does foretell the next six months. And so we saw, for example, in the spring, Equinox, we had uh, a moon squaring Pluto between Libra and Capricorn. And, you know, I think we're actually starting to see that play out right now. So I'll get into that. But, uh, you know, the, the, the fall equinox really will be this turning point. And what is it a turning point towards? Well, it's really the last equinox in which Pluto has not yet entered Aquarius. So really think about our, ourselves as being in like a six month final stretch of Pluto in Capricorn. And whenever Pluto is in a sign, it shapes the collective unconscious in a way that it pushes us all towards certain tasks, certain urges. We have certain urges as a collective at the same time, archetypally. So when Pluto was in Sagittarius, there was a subconscious urge to travel, but also engage in these religious conflicts, right? And that was definitely the theme. Pluto in Capricorn, um, we have a subconscious urge to build things, hierarchies. We have a urge to kind of fit ourselves into corporations. So whether we are the person creating the corporation and building it or the person working within the corporation, this is an era of hierarchies that have become, by the way, increasingly top heavy. So Pluto is about extremes. So Pluto builds up these eras to an extreme extent where the pendulum has gone so far one way that there's like this almost as a law of physics of astrological physics where the pendulum has to swing backwards. And many philosophers discuss this as like a dialectic 
And that is just another way of saying that Pluto is shifting between these signs and adding to the conversation in a new way. So we have already overbaked the corporatocracy. We already, we already have explored that to the fullest extent. We, um, you know, basically saved banks from failing in 2008 by, you know, giving them assets, the troubled asset relief program. We all know about that. And ever since then, they've actually consolidated, they've merged, they've accumulated more power, and that's created more inequities financially between the top 1% and everyone else. And we've heard that refrain in politics for a reason. That's because it's true. Um, and so this separation of outcomes uh, has reached its peak. So what is going on now? And we already see this in the news. We have swaths of workforces in different industries demanding higher wages, going on strike. And to me, that is really, you know, from a, from a financial standpoint, right, that's an outgrowth of the inflation issues and how inflation is draining people's savings rates. And at a certain point, people just need more income, right? And then, and, and so, so as these strikes are starting to build, um, number one, that's a reflection also of the Saturn-Uranus square, which I'll talk about. But number two, it is a buildup and a crescendo of Pluto entering Aquarius next March. And it's entering Aquarius about two days after the next equinox. So two days or so after the spring equinox, Pluto will ingress into Aquarius. And that's when there's an actual observable event that is um, pervasive, that everybody ha has their eyes on, where it's like we're setting the tone for the next 20 years. We're talking about empowering the people. That's Pluto and Aquarius. It's going from these hierarchical structures to these more um, magnanimous, equinanimous structures that, I mean, you know, Saturn rules Aquarius also. So it's not that it's pure chaos. I don't wanna, I don't wanna create that vision for you. It's not gonna be like all of a sudden it's a different world, but it will be a push within existing corporations to better the collective. Um, so companies becoming stewards of the earth, companies becoming stewards uh, of like human rights, um, you know, like there's a, 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 there's a different, there's a different mindset all of a sudden within corporations to actually maybe drive change. And the ones who don't, who decide that they would rather just focus on profits only, they will probably start to slowly winnow away. And again, nothing happens overnight with Pluto, but, uh, over the next few years, the corporations that are profit driven, purely profit driven, there is a chance that they will basically just be drained of their energy and their momentum karmically speaking. So so Pluto and Aquarius will ignite this desire for a redistribution of, you know, resources. Because people are running out of resources. That's what Uranus in Taurus is all about, too. So it's like you 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 are starting to lose access to the things that you cherish and love, like your favorite ice cream. You know, half the time when I go to the grocery store now, I don't actually find, I would actually say probably 90% of the time I go to the grocery store, not like at least one thing from my list is not there, is missing. And I don't have a huge list. I'm not like a, you know, I don't have any Taurus in my chart. So I'm not like super pro at like cooking and all that stuff. But like, I certainly would expect to at least have the basics. Basics are oftentimes missing. And uh, it's something that's so ingrained in our society that we don't discuss it anymore. 
But the fact is that the supply chain is still broken. The fact is that inflation is still a problem and people are running out of money. People are running out of resources, period. And so Pluto and Aquarius almost creates this undeniable need for change. That's what Pluto is. You have to think about adjectives with the prefix un. Undeniable change. Unmistakable change. It's like we need, it's unmistakable that we need to change something. So those are, that's why the fall equinox to me is very important because it is this final equinox before the Pluto and Aquarius era. Uh, now Pluto will retrograde back into Capricorn off and on, but the point is that once it does hit Aquarius, there is a catalytic um, event. So, uh, but let's, let's talk about the week leading up to that. So on September 19th, the Monday here, we do begin with a Cancer Moon. Not only a Cancer Moon, but this Cancer Moon is in is in the final. We're in the final quarter of that Virgo lunar cycle. So we had the Pisces full moon uh, about eight days ago, and now we're getting into a balsamic lunar phase, which is actually a time to start to relax and rest and let go. So not only do we have six planets in retrograde, which I've talked about before, is like a slowdown, um, sort of at a systemic level. But now we also have a balsamic moon phase coming up, and that's gonna it's going to be even more exhausting, to be honest. So this is a time, this week is a time to kind of start to wind things down a little bit. And with the Cancer moon, though, this is nice and nurturing, and I think this is a nice, uh, you know, uh, this is a nice solution to <laughs> all the really finicky Mars Gemini energy. So Cancer moons to start off the week, I think people are feeling a little bit more like they can justify relaxing. A little bit, uh, which I which I think is again, it's probably necessary here. It's a little strange to start a Monday with a uh, with a fourth quarter, or uh, sorry, a third quarter moon, but I think that it's uh, it's starting to. I guess we're past the third quarter, right? But it, it's starting to kind of wane, really wane here. So into Monday, or sorry, Tuesday, we still have a Cancer moon that will oppose Pluto Tuesday morning. So I think you will have about an hour or two of intense intense emotions. Uh, so on the on the Pacific uh, coast here. In the U.S., uh, that you know that Moon Pluto opposition will be exact around like 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific time Tuesday, but adjust for your time zone. But that will be a time when uh, there will be maybe anxieties creeping in, uh, maybe a rekindling of certain fears or past memories. But that happens every month. But but I do want to call that out. So there's a little bit of an intensity Tuesday morning. So I would uh, you know just. Think about maybe that as a time to do some self-reflection and less of a time to engage in this very complex like presentation or debate, etc. Uh, so then Wednesday we enter the Leo moon. So now we're really getting we're getting into this balsamic phase. Um, so that Leo moon eventually uh, will oppose Saturn, and the Leo Saturn opposition, the Moon Saturn opposition is exact on Thursday morning. So that would be a time when you're actually feeling more serious about your work, more concentrated, uh, but also maybe slightly isolated. So feeling a little isolated on Thursday morning and feeling restive or feeling like you're, you just want to rest. And, and so uh, Thursday morning, I feel like is probably again, it's probably another time to look inward, but like, but, 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 but take that alone time to work. Right. So it's a little different than a Pluto opposition. I think that Pluto opposition on Tuesday morning is like, uh, there's just a lot of emotional depth. And those emotions can get in the way of facts. So if you have a very facts-driven uh, meeting on that Tuesday morning, then certainly that could be slightly impeded, not 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 ruined. By the way, don't don't use astrology as a 
excuse to just duck out of things. But I'm just saying that that Tuesday morning, you want to make sure that you are a little bit more aware of what's like kind of gnawing at you uh, subconsciously and just kind of put that aside for that meeting if you have to. And then on Thursday morning with the moon Saturn opposition, uh, I, I, I don't dislike this. I actually do think, again, this is a time for hard work, although don't be surprised if you want to do that in isolation. So if you're working on a collaborative project, I would think Thursday morning is your time to kind of like do a little bit more solo work um, and outside of the group. So, but again, it can be very productive. Um, it is squaring Uranus and the nodes. Anytime we have a Leo moon in this uh, third decan of Leo here, really, I mean, we're, we're talking about a grand cross of, in the fixed signs. So, you know, you know, there could even be a little bit of a moment Thursday morning of like, you feel like you're at a, a crossroads and something not necessarily major, right? But something within the month. So something you've been maybe working towards since the Virgo new moon a few weeks ago, maybe that hits a crisis point or crossroads um, on Thursday morning where you realize, okay, maybe I have to make adjustments to continue on this track, or maybe I have to abandon this, this project entirely. So Thursday, I think uh, Thursday morning is more of an existential evaluation of something that, you know, might be as small as just like a monthly project, right? Again, I don't want to, I don't want to overemphasize that uh, too much because, you know, with it, these lunar oppositions happen every month, but certainly still important. Then by Friday, we get the Virgo moon and here we are, you know, Friday, it's really Thursday night, uh, 6.04, I believe, Pacific time uh, PM that we hit the fall equinox. So by Friday, we have basically Friday morning, we have like this, this, the beginning of the next six months. And if we look at this chart, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit inspiring because we have a Pluto or sorry, we have a Neptune opposition to Merc to the sun and Venus. We have a Jupiter opposition still to Mercury. And I think that the, there's a sort of a large S and a grander to that. Um, and then we have Mercury, though, retrograde still, right, you know, pretty much conjunct, pretty much conjunct the sun, not exact, 29 minutes off. But, um, you know, I kind of think, and I think of this fall equinox as being a little bit of a drain, again, because we're in this balsamic phase. The moon is at 26 Leo, technically, on the, um, the fall equinox. I believe that yeah, I mean, it's really almost at that 27th degree, which is where we've been having so many full moons this year. And um, that's pretty close to where the Leo full moon was back in February. Uh, so I, I, it could be a rekindling of some themes from that time, but um, it's also in conjunct to Pluto, pretty much exact. So this is a harbinger for the next six months. And I do see with all these retrogrades and even Mars being in a pre-shadow, that this is a winding down of the overly structured corporatocracy. Um, because, again, it's gotten so top-heavy, and, and, and we have been, you know, kind of pushing ourselves, right? A lot of people have been just pushing themselves to get through this time period. Obviously, people, they need money, they need resources, people are continuing to work, but the hours are grueling, the pay is low. And so uh, when we think about Libra, right? Libra is about rights and equality. So, uh, and even in the spring equinox, we had a Libra moon square Pluto. So I would think about this time as a harbinger of people being exhausted and demanding again, further equality, uh, economically, financially, socially as well. Um, and then Venus, you know, opposing Neptune, I mean, and then even Mars, even Mars is kind of in like a wide square to Neptune. 
this is actually an unraveling, but also, but it's like over information that is just confusing. So it's like a lot of people are receiving information that they don't know how to calibrate. And so I, so, so this is really the download that I literally just got. So I think that people are so confused by the various informational sources out there and like people saying this, one person saying something else, that they actually start to rely on what they know in their own lives. So it's almost like people are fed up here with the information. They're fed up with what they're seeing and hearing about from other sources that don't add up to their own lives. So they go inward, which is retrogrades. They're going inward and reflecting on what do I need to literally have food, you know, on my, on my table. And it's like back to basics, back to basics. We can't, we can't necessarily like rely on the airwaves anymore. And so I think that people are going inward and demanding justice. And again, mostly financially, but you know, they're seeing, they're seeing their savings really dwindle. And so they're demanding more. And so what I would project is, look, we have a Saturn Uranus square about a week. It's getting almost, it's, it'll be at its peak in about a week after this, uh, maybe a week and a half. The Saturn Uranus square is defying convention. It's pushing back against the system. So there is a pushback. There's a pushback against the system, which currently has these rules that say, you know, um, you can make as little as this. In, you know, there's a minimum wage, and that wage has not kept up with inflation, obviously, right? The minimum wage does not actually, um, you know, you can look at any number of charts comparing the minimum wage now versus in, let's say, the 1960s. Um, you know, the, the minimum wage is not enough to sustain uh, a healthy life. And so I think we've always known this, right? Like, people are smart enough to realize that. But I just think that there's something here there's something here that's like a breaking point. It's a breaking point where it's like, okay, we're not going to take it anymore. And you're already seeing the strikes. You're already starting to see them. But I think that they actually really snowball around this fall equinox. And this is happening around a weekend. You know, and in weekends, I think are, you know, that's really when people are going to gather. They're going to go out and vocalize. So um, I really think that this is starting to, this is starting to unravel and again, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, well, the systems are totally going to collapse. Like that is apocalyptic. I don't think we're in an apocalyptic scenario, right? But um, because again, Pluto takes time, but certainly there will be a seismic shift that creates a slightly different dynamic that we were not accustomed to. So maybe um, this is about workers unionizing. Maybe this is about... Um, you know, in the political space, maybe doing something about the minimum wage. Maybe this is the midterms coming up in the United States uh, and voting for people who secure those the, that that more uh, equanimous outcome. So um, I think, you know, the midterms really heat up this weekend. I think that uh, I think that, again, though, on an individual level, if you are like, hey, I'm fine, I'm feeling good financially, I'm not actually that worried then, you know, this is really still a time to create. So I, you know, in my own life, I've noticed I've made some progress in my creative projects and reevaluating how I push content out, how I make music, the, the types of songs I want to work, work on. So, so that's where I've felt the most fulfilled at this moment in this retrograde. But I don't always feel like, you know, when I take the next step forward in something else, especially something I'm starting from scratch, like it's harder to feel confident because there is the slowdown. 
Um, so, so anyways, um, then we do have the Libra new moon coming up on the 25th. So that will be another phase coming in. And, uh, if you want to learn more about that, I'm not going to dwell on that too much here because uh, I have a YouTube video about it. So if you want the full deep dive, I'm calling this new moon, new alliances. The reason is because the Mars Gemini, uh, transit has ignited a lot of corrosive debates and it's splintered many friendships and relationships. Uh, so the Libra new moon is a, a really an invitation, an invocation of new alliances. And I say alliances cause I don't want people to think, Oh, Libra is about relationships. Am I going to, am I going to get married? Am I going to meet my, like my partner, my forever partner? I mean, I don't know, right? Like Libra has many, many manifold meanings, including business partnerships, friendships, and relationships. So, um, so again, um, I think that that new moon could be a nice opening, a nice opening and a refuge from the uh, persistent arguments that you might be having right now. Um, so, so look out for that on Sunday. Uh, but I will, I will talk about that as well next week in the podcast and just look at the cascading impacts of that new moon and, of course, the fall equinox. So, again, think about, um, and I'll leave you with this, if you want to uh, really make the most of the fall equinox, you should set intentions, right? Like, obviously set intentions for the new moon the, the following couple days, but, like, I think even for an equinox, it's important to have goals. Like, what are you trying to do over the next six months before Pluto enters Aquarius? What are you trying to wrap up? Because this is a wrap up. Don't pretend like this equinox is a um, brilliant new beginning. Okay. Because if you, if you approach the equinox that way, you're going to be disappointed because, because again, of all the retrogrades. So you're better off thinking about how can I wrap up? So think about it almost as like a balsamic phase of a Pluto and Capricorn transit, right? So it's almost like, what do I no longer need in my life that serves these hierarchies? What do I no longer need? Uh, how am I draining myself by existing in the system? What parts of the system do I not really want in my life anymore? So really reflect on it that way. What am I trying to really close out um, before Pluto and Aquarius, which will, again, focus on power to the people? So anyways, thank you so much. If you want a reading, check out the link in my bio and also... I'm going to do another round of my introductory astrology course. I've, we wrapped up class five on um, this past weekend. It was a really great class. Got a lot of amazing feedback. Now, um, I'm going to be changing the format a little bit. It's actually just going to be four classes, not five. And the fourth class will just be a little bit longer, probably about an hour and a half. Uh, so it's actually going to be a little bit easier for people's schedules because my last class was five Saturdays in a row. That's a long time. So this time we're going to bunch it up, uh, TBD on the exact dates, but I think it's going to be, it'll be in like late October. It'll be kind of like a Wednesday followed by a Thursday evening, two weeks in a row. So it's going to be very, very, uh, it's going to be less, I think, disruptive to your schedule. Uh, so, uh, look out for those announcements. Uh, so thank you so much and enjoy the Equinox. Take care.